listening to the Niagara Moon Podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin, and I'm keeping my voice down since Wayman is still sleeping in the other room. Uh, but today, I have a very fun episode for you. I got in touch with a dude out in Boston named Dan Barracuda. He is a, uh, a home producer, mixer, engineer, songwriter, composer, multi-instrumentalist. He's super prolific. He's always working on new stuff and um, is currently mixing a lot of other musicians' projects as well. He has a uh, pretty chipper, uh, very upbeat attitude. He's always hungry to learn more and uh, just loves to do what he does. We uh, had a lot to talk about, had a lot in common, definitely um, a lot of similar influences on what we like to do. We're both uh, diehard Beatles guys. Dan going so far as to um, have one song on his latest album that incorporates several different Indian instruments to uh, to pretty awesome effect. So his uh, recent album is called Wavelength, and uh, one of the highlights from that is a little tune called Speak to Me Dear. So I'll play a little bit of that, and then let's, uh, let's hear our convo. I guess to kick things off, tell me more about uh, your podcast, like what kind of stuff you talk about. So it's like, it's just like the my journey, right? It's like, it's like an audio diary. Like, I don't even know who listens to it, <laughs> but it's You're like- You're doing it for you? Just, I'm just kind of like doing it for me. And it's just like a way for me to just say my thoughts out loud you know, through the funnel of words. And um, I mean, I've been doing it. I used to do it like, cause it's very short, you know, sometimes they're like three minutes long or mm-hmm. they're like a guitar clip or it's like 10 minutes of just me blabbling or just like saying you know like playing something that I, I recorded or something like that and I'm um, talking about it a little bit and I used to do it like Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday four days uh, a week yeah but wow. again they're so short right like yeah, sometimes yeah. I would just like talk about a song I'm about to play and then I'll play and that's it um and now I do it twice a week, but I don't even know how many episodes I have now, like 150 or something like that. Uh, so, but it's cool because like in the future, when I look back, I haven't really looked back yet. Um, but when I look back, it'll be cool to be like, to look back at times where I was struggling about something and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do it. And then see like where that went. It's like, it's literally like an audio diary journal, you know, yeah. over time. So it's cool. It's, it's extremely candid and, um, you know, I haven't interviewed anybody or anything, but I've considered it. And uh, it's just cool. It's just keeping it consistent. What, uh, Dan, what kind of stuff do you like to talk about on there when you're, you said you're working things out, like uh, musical so, uh, challenges? Yeah. Or? Early on, it was very much like, here's like, here's like a guitar. Because I used to do like a riff series. I would talk about like a riff that I wrote. Because that's like me. I'm like all about song ideas. Like in college, ever since college, I graduated in 2012. And um, UMass. UMass, yep. And uh, I like just kept a database of like thousands and thousands of song ideas and, and riffs. I picture and, uh, you as someone like part of every day you're playing the guitar. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And piano, too. I would go to the practice rooms and I would just use my voice memos. I would use uh, it started with Audacity. Um, voice memos, Garage Band, and Pro Tools. And I literally have like 
4,000 song ideas. They're like 30 seconds or a minute or a minute and a half long. And nowadays I expand them. I pick like eight or 10 of them and I expand them and I finished them off to like full completed songs. And that's what I've been learning the past 10 years, just production, mixing, engineering and stuff like that. So what I talk about is like, you know, I'll talk about like a riff and I'll play it. And I used to do that more, but now it's more like my journey of like producing and uh, marketing myself and uh, recording obstacles and more stuff like that nowadays. Yeah. Cool. Even if it's like like this week, I got a new guitar. I got my first new acoustic in like twelve years. I've had this Martin, and like this week, I was talking all about that. And like, I I just like rec- when I was trying it out, I just hit record on my phone for like twenty five minutes. I just played nonstop, and I just like smacked it on my podcast. <laughs> you know, just it's so candid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, there, if there's anything I've learned so far, like talking to musicians on this thing, it's guitarists love to talk about their new guitars. Oh my God. It's like a new baby. It's yeah. crazy. I love it so much. I just got it on Tuesday and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> but you're not just a guitarist by any means from what it like. You're, as you mentioned, you're producing, you're recording. You, you I've learned sing, a lot of skills. Yeah. You see, play same. piano, you write songs. I mean, and you play a lot of instruments in general seems like. Yeah. And I've been learning like software drums and like my last, my latest album is like, all soft, it's all programmed drums like going in there and like making it sound human and like changing the tempos and the fills and like that's like a skill wow. I've developed a lot over yeah it's crazy. I couldn't tell I, I was just checking out some stuff on your latest album yeah, a lot of my it brother, my natural yeah yeah exactly my, and my brother's a drummer and I have drummer friends and I would go to them I'd be like and, and I asked my brother I'm like what does it sound like he's like this is crazy it, sound, it sounds like someone's drumming for you I'm like that's great I got your validation awesome <laughs> the tools we have nowadays are just incredible um, so going back a little bit I mean kind of a question I always end up asking but when did you like first start playing music how, how uh, young were you I was 13 I uh, started playing guitar. Um, Metallica is the reason why I started playing guitar. Oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, God. I thank them so much because of the, the technical foundation it, ga- it gave me. You know, it just, like, forced me to, like, learn their solos and guitar riffs. And I'm really thankful for, like, my metal roots. I don't really I don't play metal anymore, but uh, I'm thankful for it just because, like, it just provided the foundation of, like, technical oh yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if like half the musicians i'm really into if they were super yeah. metal as a teenager i feel like it's a rite of passage for it, it really is yeah and then and then i went to college and then my friend turned me onto the beatles oh like, so you didn't hear the beatles till uh i knew the beatles when i was like five and eight you know my parents would play them but it was yeah. like can't buy me love and money that's what i oh. want those were like the two songs that i loved and like I want to hold your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say a lot of the stuff I've heard from you, it's like, oh, this guy's a, he's into the '60s, he's into the, um, oh, yeah, the Sgt. Pepper's and all that. But I'm surprised to hear that came later for you. Yeah, and every, anytime he'd show me a song, I'd be like, this is the Beatles. Like I thought this was like a nursery rhyme, <laughs> like like Yellow Submarine. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, what? And then and then he and then he turned me on to, the Day in the Life, and that's like my favorite song ever. Um, but yeah, so I played, started my guitar when I was 13 and picked up piano like much later. But guitar is my primary instrument. I didn't sing till I was like 19 or 20. I, I was very late in the singing game, but my best friend's an amazing singer and he helped me out a lot. Hmm. Um, so you went to college, uh, same place as me, UMass Amherst. Yep. Are you uh, like a Massachusetts guy? Yeah, I was born in Miami and then I lived in Atlanta from like 
you know, when I was like six to eight or five to eight. And then I've been living here since third grade mm. uh, ever since. Uh, Westboro, Westboro, Massachusetts. And now I live in Boston. Um, yeah, I've, I've uh, been to Boston a few times, as you uh, yeah. might imagine. I never came across to me nowadays as like, um, I guess you, you have Berkeley. It's like where obviously a lot of musicians will gather there to to learn and get their chops and start to network. But do you find it to be like a a musician city that much or is the scene more down in New York? Oh, that's a good question. Um, see, I'm I'm a little weird in here because I don't really play out that much. You're more of a uh, like a, I'm more a, of a home, studio home recording guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of friends that, that play out a lot and I've heard like there's there are struggles with it you know and like a lot of people do end up moving to new york or la um but before the whole like dan barracuda project which is like my solo project i i was very focused on the live thing but it was with a it was with a different project that i had with my best friend like the singer i was talking about and it was mm. called the pillow men the and pillow men it was called the pillow men and it was uh it was a musical production it was like a like kind of like a rock opera but um it was like Blue Man Group on acid. Because <laughs> Blue Man Group is totally straight-laced and normal otherwise. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was very much like that, but we wore masks, and we had wow. like an actor and a dancer. We had a crazy light show, and it was awesome. We worked it hard for like four years, and we got like mask training, uh, and it was a whole thing. And then we, we sold out like two shows at the Oberon back-to-back. Wow. Uh, you, know, you know the Oberon? I've heard in of that, it. I'm in, not in Cambridge. Okay, beautiful yeah, yeah. place, like a 360 kind of area, and um, it was like it was an amazing experience. So that was very much live, you know, for us, like the tackling the live show. But it was more like it, it was a it was crazy. We had wireless mics underneath the masks, figuring out all that. Holy that was technical molly. difficult. It was it was a whole thing, uh, but in the end, it was just the vision. Like the we didn't have the funds for the vision that we had, so we kind of have it on like incubating. It's like kind of on pause for now, mm. and um, couldn't get this huge grant that we wanted for like ten grand. We just didn't get it, and that was like a big blow. So kind of put it on pause for now. But yeah, <laughs> it's hard to put on a good show. It's its own discipline, just by yeah. itself. Yeah, it's so much to think about because we're playing all the music we wrote. We wore all the hats. We we're like directing it, like choreo. Choreograph- uh, choreography, choreography, yeah, yeah, and um, recording and just managing it—it it was crazy. Um, I, I'm making the assumption you're like bread and butter, like the thing you love to do most is the uh, the composing and recording. It is, yeah. So you kind of uh, went more to that after, um, like the hiatus or whatever. But uh, are you pretty much like? You're uh, recording every day, working on new stuff every day, or yeah, yeah. So I got three albums. So after the Pillman kind of went on pause, I kind of pursued my own thing, and that's I'm I'm such a obsessive worker, like uh, on my stuff, and uh, like it's I don't like very, waiting around. very intricate production. I, like I, I don't like, like oh, waiting around time. for people. I didn't want to yeah. like start my own band because then we're yeah. we're gonna like practice once a week, twice a week. Yeah, like yeah. I, I I work every day. You like to. You know? I mean, in a good way, like be obsessive with it. Like you want to yeah, yeah. take it as far as it's going to go. So I wrote like my first album, solo album on 2017. And then 2018, I wrote my second one. And then this year I wrote my, I released my third one. And now I'm already working on my fourth one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I wanted to get more familiar with your catalog before we uh, started today. And I was like, oh, I cool. wish I gave myself more time to do this. Cause like every song I play, 
first of all, you're super prolific. Like there's 40 of them and every one I play is very different than the next. It's like That's like Sgt. Pepper's, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like what I strive you to do. You got legit Indian instruments going on. Yes. And, uh, the, yeah, the Speak to Me Deer and um, yes. some tracks are like r- surprisingly really heavy and then you have like really yeah. kind of tender, quiet acoustic stuff. And um, are you So you're doing everything at home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the past two albums, I had a listening party i hosted like a few listening parties at, in my living room and it's so cool some of my friends they're like blown away where i'm like guys this was recorded in this Here. room they're like holy crap <laughs> and that's like what i strive to do kind of make it sound as professional as i can and because you can do so much with and that's another thing that youtube has been amazing with like learning like mixing techniques and recording techniques and like you can really make professional sounding stuff in your bedroom in your living room you really can. It's, it's awesome. There's, I, I think of it as there's very little you can't do. Um, yeah. Can you actually make it sound like a real? Can you like make a James Bond theme with? Oh yeah, I mean stuff? now that I bought, maybe I bought not. Contact, you can. Well, well, the strings in contact that I like. They, you can get in? close. Yeah. 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 Close the um, the sampling uh, software instrument contact. That's like seventy five percent of my stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What libraries do you use? um, String Sessions? Yeah, got String Sessions. I got uh, like 10 different kinds of pianos. I use uh, the Grander and um, the Grandeur, I should say. Yeah, the Grandeur. And the Gentleman, (laughs) I use those a lot. Yeah, the Gentleman, The Maverick. The Giant. The Giant, I have the Giant. It's like Nine Inch Nails, like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Probably only like three people are going to get these references. (laughs) Yeah, right. uh, Yeah, it's... um, it is like it quickly gets overwhelming. You're like, oh crap! Like if I really sit down and focus, I can really kind of carry out like any musical vision I have without having to it's, leave my house. So what do we do here? Exactly. Um, but that yeah. So you're you're going full throttle with that. Is um, are you doing music or like music related stuff like full time now? Yeah, I, I everything I do is is music related. Like my day job, I'm the music director at like an enrichment center for children. Oh, and I work I work part time there. Yeah, and um, I teach guitar privately, do some music lessons, and I gig on the weekends with um, two of my friends. And um, now, I uh, mix for other people. I mix and master for other people, and uh, that's been a great. Yeah, I've been really pushing that because I really want to be able to like make a living in my home studio, and that's like one of one of the dreams, one of the big goals I have. So, I've just been like ravenously looking for bands and artists that like would like some mixing, and I actually do something crazy. I offer the first mix for free, <laughs> and so I do I spend a lot of time mix, mixing a lot of free stuff, but it turns into relationships. Cause yeah, it's a relationship yeah. thing, you know. You want people to trust you, and you want to. So, eventually have the uh, the flexibility to work with like the right people for you like the exactly. musicians that are going to fit um yeah yeah there's uh the DIY musician of today we we need more mixing love we need people who know what they're doing yeah with those softwares and i didn't go to school for any of that stuff it's all just over over the over the years are you uh you seeing a lot of berkeley people or is it kind of totally independent from that um yeah, well, so I work in Wellesley, so I'm not, I don't really hang out in Boston a whole lot, but I, I, I mean, one of my right. friends Wait, works is, for Berkeley. So well, Wellesley is uh, where specifically? It's like west. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's a really nice town. 
Okay, so kind of like the outskirts of uh, Greater Boston. Yes, yeah. Uh, But one of my best friends uh, works for Berkeley Online. So, uh, you know, he's he's very hands-in on Berkeley. And um, I have have a bunch of friends that graduated from from Berkeley, or at least went there. But uh, where where you are kind of has its own thing going on anyway. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, like I said, I don't play play out that much. Do you, uh, like if you have your way, are you... You like to stay home most days? I am like a hermit. Yeah. Um, working on that a little bit. <laughs> but um, it's just like I've been slowly building up my home studio. Like I have this like beautiful like big monitor now. It like kind of changed the game for me. It just like feels great. I got my laptop and then right behind it I got this huge monitor and I got new speakers, new headphones. Like I got a new mic and just like slowly building it up. Get I got my guitar here. amp here. I got the Scarlet and everything is all set up and. I just love it. I can do so it's just what what I can do here. And now that I can like mix people like right in this chair and like make a make an income, it is so exciting for me. Wow. Um was it difficult for you to to get to this point like amassing all this knowledge and um um kind of getting I I mean I imagine the uh the struggles with the uh, the pillow man might have been Yeah. Of course, yeah. But but the skills that we learned through that, you know, it's like we learn, it's just like a little bit each day, you know, and it's just like, the, but the inner passion and like the fire for it all, like, has never subsided, has never dwindled at all. Um, so it's like hard sometimes, it is, but it's just like worth it for me, you know. I've been working on music for 15 years, and ever since college, it's been like trying to acquire as many skills as I can. So it sounds like your day, a typical day for Dan Barracuda. You're doing some aspect of like writing or recording. You're able to keep that up on a daily basis, and yeah. um, mixing. I I um I have some uh, mixing engineer buddies, or at least a couple, where it's it's always a very difficult balance to um keep their own personal projects going and like ma- like maintain a, a steady s- schedule of clients. Is that uh, something yeah. you're running into yet, or? Yeah, so I've been pursuing mixing other people for like three months, like two and a half months now. So I haven't been doing that long. Um, but again, I'm going from nothing. You yeah, know? yeah. So I'm like, I'm like hitting up Facebook groups, Reddit, um, like Instagram, and just like contacting people, offering a free mix and seeing who bites. I'm so surprised at how many people don't bite. I'm like, I'm offering you a free mix. Free, like, yeah. Do you not want a song mixed? So, <laughs> so I've I've been like casting a huge net yeah yeah and and like seeing whoever bites and then start to develop relationships with them and um yeah it it, it is a it is it is very time consuming especially because i am doing a lot of free stuff um but i just so you have a passion thing. for it even if it's not your own music you seem very interested in like the uh the technical Oh yeah, because so so many things happen from a, when you give someone a free mix. So many like the five or like a bunch of things happen. One, you develop skills, right? You because it's training a new for genre yourself. Of music. Yeah. It's training. You can ask for ask them for a review on like a like on like a web on your website, and why wouldn't they do it? They're there for free. You can offer to master it, which wouldn't be free, and it develops this relationship with them. You know, it's like a, a nice path to like a new, rela- it's like, it's like, it's not just free. It's like a lot of good things come with it, you know? Um, yeah, it is time consuming, but uh, I'm, I'm really loving it so far. It's sharpening my skills, working on different genres. I mean, that's definitely the quickest way to learn is to just do, do. it for real. Just no do it. No substitute for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, well, kind of going back to your your own songwriting and your own style, um, do you have, uh, are you conscious of like certain themes you tend to explore? Um, yeah. Like how, how much of yourself uh, would you say leans to the psychedelic side or is there... Um, it's, it's a lot of it is, is, is very, very personal. Um, I kind of want to start straying away from it. I've done like three albums and they're all like about like this fire that I'm talking about, like this like ambition as a lot of it is like ambition themed, um, you know, like vulnerable sides of myself, but like in very cryptic ways, sometimes okay. it's like a story, um, like wavelength is all about like the, our, the creative process, like the, 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 um, like the ride of like the roller coaster of emotions that we get through like creative endeavors, yeah. you know, and every song really goes to that specific emotion. So like, it's hard to kind of tell what the album's about because it's so cryptic and abstract. It's very abstract. You're like kind um, of well, obfuscating things. If I'm using yeah. that word correctly. And my, my, my girlfriend is a, a painter and uh, sometimes I'll have like a song about the painting. I'll like make a song about the painting. And, uh, and this next album is also very personal, and I just want, and, but extremely cryptic and abstract, <laughs> of course. So um, I don't know. I like to start exploring like other themes, you know, just like stuff like outside of me. But it's hard because that's kind of what drives me to like write. And um, I mean, spending a lot of time working by yourself doesn't help things in that way either. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have so many ideas from the past like from my database of song ideas that I like, I still love. And like, they like, sur they've survived like the test of time for me. It's like, yeah, wow, yeah. I wrote this like 12 years ago. I still love it. Like, I really want to make this into a song. So I, I have like, just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs that are like are ready, waiting to be fleshed out. <laughs> now, I have enough work for a lifetime. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm the kind of, uh, songwriter, composer, whatever you want to call it. Like I can only carry, so many ideas at once like you what you're describing would just like freak me out and overwhelm me a little <laughs> yeah. too much like i can have like maybe 10 things going yeah. on either like that i'm conscious of or kind of in the back burner and i feel like i need to see them through before i can like invite new ideas otherwise like all the streams will just get crossed but that's why i like albums like it's like it takes all this cloud of all these ideas and just condenses it to like Eight songs. This thing. Seven yeah. songs. Like I like, and I, I'm like my fourth release that I'm working on right now is an EP. It's six songs. That's it. So oh. I got everything condensed down you to six. Narrow. And now I'm thinking about doing like two, and then like a single, and just trying different things. Hmm. Yeah. Um, now I know you mentioned your brother is a, a drummer, so I imagine you've you've worked with him a fair amount. Is collaboration still something you're able to do here and there, or do you like really? Yeah. So the first album was all me and then my brother drummed on the whole album. That was not software drums, the whole first album. Yeah. The second album was the same thing. The only thing is that I had like a couple guest musicians. Like I had a stand-up bassist and um, I forgot what else I had right now. But uh, the third album was different because that was the year that I really started pushing myself uh, out there like on Instagram and social media. And I made a lot of friends through Instagram all around the world. So Speak to Me Dear, the Indian song you were talking about, has four guest musicians. It literally has a tabla player from India, a sitarist from Brazil. It has a, like a handpan player from uh, France. And um, 
and a sarangi player. It's like this be- one of my favorite instruments now. It's like an Indian violin. Okay, that's from- that. I was wondering oh, what that was so, called. That yeah, Indian it's like violin. the first thing you hear, right? Yeah. And uh, he's from India. So that's just track two. <laughs> um, <laughs> the internet is that amazing. One, that one has the most. Um, but another thing is that uh, I started having a new coworker at that school that I work yeah, at. Yeah. And um, he's awesome, man. His, his name is Robert Trevisani. And um, on track five and seven of my of the third album there are strings on it and they are contact strings but he and this is a cool thing that i learned there's another big thing i learned like this past december was um and november it was such a struggle getting to figure it out he can compose something on finale because he, he he's a brilliant composer finale he, is the um like the music notation software yes yeah so he and he's very good with that you know he did it all through berkeley he went to berkeley um, so he wants to be like a, a composition teacher and uh, he loves like modernist music and just classical music. And uh, I really wanted him to try writing strings for a couple of these songs and uh, he did it and uh, I really loved what he did. So the process of bringing the data from finale onto contact and, like into my song was hard, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I it, see it, but once music, I figured I it out, very, very yeah. scared, very quickly. But it, once I figured it out, it was like amazing. It just like blended right in, and I could choose the exact string sound I wanted, okay. the reverb, mix it in, and like so. I got really excited about that. And um, on this fourth release, this EP of six songs that I'm working on, it's just gonna be like me, like my nylon acoustic, um, and maybe some maybe some software percussion, and then he's gonna put strings on all of it. I just like just I just want strings on this thing. So just do it. I we know exactly how to carry it over. Got a tempo map to songs. I was working on that like all last night, like mapping every song and like with the tempo, having the click go. Like if I wanted to retard, it has to be like. Oh, wow. Uh, you're doing that all. Man. And I'm like literally going in. I'm like 110, 100, 108, 104, 102, 99. Wow. I, oh, think yeah. I, uh, I think I tried something like that long ago back when I was making like instrumental electronic music or whatever. And then when you start messing with the grid, things get... <laughs> <laughs> we just get heavy, <laughs> but it's uh, it's effective when done right, you know. Oh yeah, no, it's a great effect. There is really nothing quite like strings, like good strings on a song. Somehow uh, you can't. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Um, what's yeah. that? Um, Homogenic by Bjork. Oh, I don't know it. Oh, well, that's your next listen right there. Um, okay, do you know cool. Bjork? New York? Uh, not, re- uh, not really. I know like a couple songs. She, uh, homogenic, if you're looking for like usage usage of strings on a modern album or like a modern pop album. Wow. Is it like industrial sounding? Because she kind of is, right? Mm, it, yeah, it depends on the song. It's like uh, there's a little bit of that on a song or two, but it, her whole concept for that album was my singing strings, like quartets or quintets or whatever, and drums. Wow, I'm gonna write that down. Homogenic. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Any anything else? Uh, for string stuff, um, I feel like radio. I mean, I'm guessing you already are a, a heavy follower of them, but radio. The way Radiohead uses strings, especially in um, a moon-shaped pool, their new yeah. album. I love the first song too. It's so smooth. I love it. I love it. Day in uh, life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what uh, do you... You seem like somebody where 
every part of every day you're doing something with music like you always got the next thing you're excited about is there are you do you is there time left over for any like sort of hobby or any other kind of creative outlet that yeah so uh i've recently started exercising and that's been awesome for me i've been doing it for three months now and i i literally love it i go like you know four or five times a week and that's been like a nice big change in my life and just spending more time outside and scheduling more trips and um hanging out with my family more and yeah, I've been like working on having a more kind of balanced lifestyle. Doing <laughs> stuff to clear your head. Yeah. 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 Um, it's crazy. There's something just keeps drawing me to it, you know? So I have to like actively pick other things. <laughs> and and the marketing that that I'm doing is it's exciting because it's not just it is like my music kind of brand, reputation, whatever you want yeah. to call it that, that I'm working on, but it's not like music itself. So lately I've been focused on I'm finally gonna build my own email, like my own mailing list. Mm. And I'm gonna like give tips on mixing. It's not just gonna be like merch, 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 yeah, merch, yeah, merch. Yeah. It's gonna be and like content on there. Yeah. And I'm excited to do that and have like kinda own my own audience and not have it like live in like the mercy of Instagram or Facebook. So I've been learning a lot about that and um that's really exciting. And um yeah. <laughs> so when you, when you say marketing, um, so I know you mentioned you're just networking in a lot of places to find uh, clients um, to mix their music. What what other kind of stuff falls under that umbrella for you? Would you say? So uh, Instagram is definitely my main platform for content. It's mainly content that I'm talking about. So uh, like videos of you playing your stuff. That, yep. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot of guitar. Mainly guitar videos. Um, but I, so January, 2019, 2018, wait, yeah, 2018, last, beginning of last year was like the, was like the, that was the time where I was like, you know what, I'm going to start pushing myself out there online. And so I started making a ton of content and like learning through it all, making friends online and then eventually collaborators on the new album. And, um, a lot of, you know, YouTube videos, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Started the podcast, getting my stuff on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, just kind of like, you know, getting everything on all the platforms all settled and then like making content and like, and I used to post a lot. I used to post like four to five times a week. Um, Yeah, I was really committed to it. And now I post like twice a week because I'm like, now I'm like more focused on like, I was like, all right, I'm like working so much on this stuff. I'm going to take a backseat, but keep it consistent, post like once or twice a week. So I'm like always like showing up regularly, but I got to work on some things that are going to like make me some money, right? <laughs> so like, cause like, like the brand is always going to be there as long yeah. as I'm consistent about it and I'm going to keep producing and I will cause I love it. But I, I want to start like mixing other people and like, I want to start engineering. I started like realizing through making these albums, I was like, you know what? Like I can be an engineer too. Um, and the marketing has been like that. Like I want to start doing some mixing, more uh, mixing tutorials, like the OBS stuff I was telling you about and. Um. Yeah, a little bit on LinkedIn, but not much. Yeah, I hate. That. I, I worked on Facebook ads and like never really had. I mean, yeah, never really sold anything via Facebook ads. But you know, you get if you have like a cool video, like a guitar video or something, you can get a lot of eyeballs on. Get a it. lot of eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's good. Some exposure. Yeah, LinkedIn needs to go away. <laughs> oh gosh. But that's yeah, that's for another <laughs> podcast. Um. <laughs> Yeah, how do you um I mean it's kind of weird to be some to be like uh super conscious of it yourself sometimes, but how do you um how do you portray the Dan Barracuda brand? What's what what's what's the message you're putting out there, would you say? 
Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. Uh, definitely just dedication. A lot of a lot of dedication and passion is kind of like what I am. I'm, I'm also really funny. <laughs> like in, in my, some of my videos, like every Saturday I do uh, on Instagram on, on Instagram stories, I have a music quiz, and um, I do all sorts of themes. I do like uh, it's like usually ten questions, and uh, it's like quiz formatted, so you can like pick A, B, or C multiple choice and uh sometimes i do like educational stuff like name that interval name that name that time signature oh, name that okay. chord quality so or i'll do talk. like or i'll do like name that 70s song name that 2000s song name that 90s song and it's so i'm so like pleased with how many people take the quiz it's it's amazing like sometimes like, like 300 right, people taking it it's like wow and then sometimes if it's like a music theory quiz like if it's like a name that interval the day after the quiz expires I'll like announce the winner and then I'll like explain. I was like, all right, guys, so we got like, I don't know why some of you guys chose minor second when it's a perfect fifth. Okay, here's a perfect fifth. Okay, so some teaching too. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I want to do. I'm so, I want to start teaching people how to home record and make my own videos with my own kind of attitude and my own personality. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, that, that's like where I'm at right now, right? Like dedication, passion, humor. Those are like the, the main things right now. Yeah, you seem to be somebody who, as soon as you get a piece of knowledge, you want to share it with other people. You want to yeah. spread and the, the wisdom. The, the podcast is funny for that, too. <laughs> cool, yeah. Um, That's why I'm excited for the email list, because it's like my own world. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I can and just it's, it's say your own whatever platform. I want. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely recommend that. It's... Uh, it's not always easy to get people to open their email, but it is satisfying when you when yeah. you get that follower who follower who is uh, truly engaged, and it's your, yeah, you get pen pals. The thing, the, yeah, I know, the, I, like open rates are lowest than they've ever been before, but they're still like the best way to reach your audience. Isn't that crazy? It's like, yeah, like, I mean, just everybody is uh, is doing emails. email these days. I mean, any kind of company any kind of service oh yes so many emails. Oh, i do a lot of unsubscribing i mean there's there's so much spam there too though that's the the problem i literally let's see if i can share this i got a spam email today that really caught my attention um the the uh headline was oh did an empty <laughs> shit i'm gonna edit this later was so that people don't wait uh i mean it was just like from some robot service somewhere did i already delete it Fuck. oh man so I, I edit these later anyway it it was like an email that was literally titled yeah i deleted it like fuck you i hate you in all capital you letters serious? was the headline of the email yeah google filtered it out obviously but like that's wow amazing. that's about as far as you can take that yeah attention grabbing stuff the, the thing that sucks about these platforms is like you know, you know about what happened to Facebook organic reach. Yes. Uh, so, kind of for anybody's not super clear what we're talking about. So everybody's on Facebook, and a lot of like artists and companies and everybody is uh, using Facebook. You know, has a Facebook page, and it used to be you had an audience there, and you tell them something, you post something, and you're going to see it because you follow the page, and uh, over time. Facebook became a more and more competitive platform to like see people post stuff. So now it's you got to pay to get anything through. Like uh, organic reach is is um, you not paying, just 
you on your yeah. page, like posting something and hoping hoping that like your fans will see it. And the way Facebook is set up now, it's like a tenth, if that, of people oh, following you are going it's like to 0.01% come across it. Yeah, it's insane. So, um, your Facebook page, if you're like a musician, as a place to get eyeballs on your stuff or to share something, is like doesn't really work anymore, unless you yeah, uh, yeah put money behind it. And the same thing is happening on all the platforms. Instagram, Instagram's is getting Facebook, that way too. So yeah, it's, it's getting that way, and that's it. Really sucks. Like you make a video, you spend time making a piece of content, and just like the the amount of people that even get to see it yeah. on their newsfeed is just diminishing and diminishing. Yeah, you realize that uh, was probably kind of inevitable though, just because like, yeah, it's, everybody's going there now, and there's plenty of people are out there willing to pay. So it's you know exactly when you get into that kind of competition, it's like, um, you know, it's going the way of like a newspaper or a exactly. magazine or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, you strike me as somebody more than a lot of other people I talk to where like, uh, you know, all the crazy changes in the music industry in general and uh, the influence of the Internet and how the Internet changes. Like a lot of this stuff doesn't really um, sway you too much one way or the other. Like you really know the things you like to do and you like dial in and on that and you, you just do what you can. And it seems like a lot of stuff doesn't really uh, worry you too much. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I follow some marketing people that like really make me see how like right now is the best time to be doing what we love to do and making like a business out of it, you know. And that's very uh, optimistic, you know. Listening, <laughs> and um, we have so many tools. Like you can learn anything on. You just go to YouTube.com and learn how to do something. Like if I have an issue, I type in the issue on YouTube and I fix the issue. If I want to learn how to mix a song or how do I like use a plugin that I'm thinking about buying, I just and then I just watch like a 10 minute video and now I know how to. It's amazing. I now I know how to use it. <laughs> if I have trouble with like how do I make an email list, I just go on YouTube and I just figure out how to do it. Like it's like right in front of us. We can do so much. Um, but a lot of people, I think I feel like what a lot of people have trouble with is like the long game. Mm. And I, I'm very like I'm very consistent person like. I'm like, the long game is not fear me at all. You know, I'm just like, all right, I just every day, just do it every yeah. day. <laughs> you're, you're big on every day, which I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Consistency and just long game and just finding happiness in every day. And um, as long as you're doing what you love and, you know, setting some challenges for yourself. Yeah. How can you, you know, go wrong, really? Yeah, it's the key. Um, so what do you, uh, what are some of your big goals or what are you excited about for like uh, the rest of the year and beyond? I'm excited for this fourth release. I think it's the best music I've written. So didn't um, you just put out Wavelength? I did. I did. <laughs> I did. But and that's already know, old news. These other songs came to me. And uh, this song, this album is different because all the last three albums have songs, you know, like one song will be like track one will be like from 2009. Track two will be from like 2014, you know, but I finish it now. It's like all from all over like the past like 12 years. But now this album is like all from like the past two months like i just like had like a creative splurt yeah yeah <laughs> and i just like wrote all this music i was like oh my god this is amazing oh here's another big thing mm -hmm. the spider capo do you know what a spider capo is no what's okay. a spider capo it's, it's a capo that where you can capo individual strings okay 
I yeah. I see the so, implications so, of that. So so watch this. Check this out. Picture a picture your guitar. You're holding your guitar. You got a capo on the first fret. You also have a capo on the eighth fret. And then on the eighth fret, you're capoing string A and string G. And and on the on the first fret, you're only capoing you know the low E and like the high E. And then you strum and you have like the craziest chord you've ever heard. So <laughs> I found out about. It. I got I got one for Christmas. My brother's girlfriend got Victoria got got it for me for Christmas. Blew my mind. Absolutely loved it. I reached out to Spider Capo, and it's like this guy. It's just this guy. It's just a dude Peter. who's like. It's just a dude. He's like sixty five, and he invented it. And he's like, guy. He's, he's like, yeah. He's like, I just want you to realize that this is just like a small project. I don't do not do this full time. Yeah, like yeah. I just, it's just, like I just invented it. It's, it's extremely niche. You know, like not a lot of people know about it. The Chinese are starting to take over, and it's getting really annoying. <laughs> Anyways, but I reached out and I told him how much I love it, and he, and so I'm actually, wor- I actually met him in Connecticut at like a trade show, and we're like friends now, and I'm kind of helping, helping him a little bit on like the advertising front. And uh, the he, implications, he, it's like you could play in any tuning you can imagine, it's, right? It's absolutely amazing. That's he sent that. me another one, so now I have so now I have two. And that is what contributed to this creative splurt <laughs> where I just wrote all this crazy music. And it's because I have capo one and capo five and only a couple strings are capoed, and I'm like writing the craziest, craziest riffs. And it's so, it's like completely transforms the fretboard the fretboard. And um, I've written like so much stuff on it, and I don't know. I'm really excited about this album, and um, and just mixing other people. I love like casting a huge net, and seeing what and seeing who bites, and like developing relationships. And I, I love when I turn their song into something greater, and seeing how happy they are. That like makes me wicked happy. Like showing them uh, the next step, really. Yeah. Yeah. So. And um, so yeah, just hopefully just. Making more music, starting the email community, and just mixing other people and developing relationships, and and just that's like where I'm at right now, and it's like very, very uh, makes me very happy. That's exciting, yeah. Um, and where uh, where should people check you out? Uh, Dan Barracuda, anything. DanBarracuda.com at Dan Barracuda on Instagram, Facebook. You know, Dan Barracuda. Uh, Dan Barracuda on Bandcamp. Everything Dan Barracuda. Spotify. It's just Dan Barracuda. What's what's uh, the <laughs> podcast called? It's called Inside a Musician's Mind. Nice. Yeah, I guess that one's not called Dan Barracuda, but I feel like if you were to search Dan Barracuda, you might be able to find it. Um, awesome. <laughs> I feel like my goofiness like is like it comes through in the name too. It's just like Barracuda. Dan Barracuda. It's like hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, because uh, and the music, so the music's Barenicea. Yeah. So n- no one's remembering that, but Barracuda. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It can do Barenicea. <laughs> awesome. Well, Dan, I. I had a blast doing this. It was uh, very exciting to talk to somebody like, you know, doing the kind of music you do with the kind of uh, perspective you have and cool. the energy, the whole thing. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for having me. All right, I'm by my lonesome again. So he's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. We could have kept talking for a few more hours. <laughs> a lot of ground to cover there. I uh, highly encourage you to check out his website, Dan Barracuda. Com. His music's on all the uh, major platforms. Wavelength is uh, quite the jam, but I can definitely attest to his other two albums being uh, very, very good as well. So I have to now pack up because we are moving apartments this week and about to go traveling as well. So time to get on that. 
maybe I'll give you more updates on that down the line. But uh, yeah, have a good rest of your day, and hopefully I'll put one of these up next week. You're the one, you're the one that speaks to me, dear, speaks to me, dear, in the light desert sand that we dance with our hearts aligned in the moon.